Hi, and welcome to Only the Best Humans, the podcast where college friends talk about their favorite, most influential people in the fields that they enjoy. College life is hard, so if you're like us and struggling to find your way in this crazy world, give us a listen. You might just find some inspiration and positivity. All right, so this is episode three. This isn't exactly like the normal episodes that we have. Um, our, I'll let you. I'll let, I'll let our special guests this week introduce the topic because we have not only one special guest but two. Uh, the first special guest is my cousin, who's twenty days younger than me, future maid of honor. That's right. AKA Deborah. AKA Deb. Little Deb. Yeah. Um, and then. Her friend, roommate, who has become my friend and future roommate, not really, uh, Mackenzie, that's just weird to say, aka Rhonda. That's right. So, what have you guys chosen for this week's topic? Well, we started brainstorming ideas because we gave your podcast a listen and we were like, oh, what could we be featured on there for? And, you know, we both really like food. So we had to narrow it down to a category. And Rhonda, what did we choose? We picked our favorite fried chicken. Fried chicken, good in any shape or form. There so you have there, it, the podcast is only the best humans. So we're going to talk about the people behind the fried chicken that we all love and enjoy. That's right. And some of us got the chicken to taste test because I've never had this chicken before the place that I've chose. Oh. Yes. So I don't actually know if their chicken's good. Also, I should start off by saying I have taste aversion to fried chicken because I had KFC once in the sixth grade and got food poisoning from it. So this will be fun. Yeah. More like tendies. So I think I'll be fine. There's no bones in it. Yeah. Not a bad choice. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll be taste testing mine. Have you guys had your people's chicken before? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yep. Okay, perfect. So you guys can just do the ranking as, as we go here. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start out with the charity for this week. It's the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and Culinary Arts. Gastronomy, I just, mm, makes me feel like surgery. Anyways, this is straight from their website. I quote, Julia Child made cooking fun. She inspired millions to take the kitchen and appreciate the pleasures of making and eating good food. Wow, that's just something that I would enjoy. Uh, In 1995, Julia had the foresight to establish the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and Culinary Arts to further her far-reaching impact as a teacher and mentor after her death spoiler alert she died since 2004 the foundation through grants made to other nonprofit organizations and by presenting the julia child award continues julia's legacy educating and encouraging others to live well through the joys of cooking eating and drinking well that's Mm. right we love eating and drinking well that's right (laughs) we do (laughs) Um, so this, this charity gives a $50,000 grant fund. Well, they just did. I don't know if they do this every year. Didn't really research this part. Well, sorry. So if you're interested, check the website out yourself. Um, 
So they gave this $50,000 grant to this new series of food tank food talk live events, as well as a food justice fellowship. Can't imagine what a food justice fellowship would be like, but sign me up. Yeah. They also have a podcast, so we're giving that fellow shout out to another podcast. And then I thought it was nice to mention that Julia Child in 1966 won an Emmy for won an Emmy Award for the French Chef. Wow. So that's pretty neat. What a gal. So we didn't really do a background for this episode. Because you know what exactly what came first, the chicken or the egg? We'll fight about this all day. Yeah. Yeah, no background. So, Alexa, would you like to start us off with your person in chicken? You know, we did plan to have a nice platter of different chicken strips in front of us, but I got off work late and life hit, so we're just going to pretend, okay? I love that. So, I'm going to start with my favorite chicken place. It's none other. Living in Columbus, going to Ohio State. I'd never had it before, but since I've been here, it's a real game changer. I love this fried chicken all right it is enlighten us what enlighten us please canes chicken fingers you ever been there i have it's good isn't it i'm very fond of their work yeah but it's just not the same without the sauce i will you gotta get the cane sauce yeah so a little bit about the founder of canes chicken it's todd graves um canes chicken started in baton rouge louisiana the story behind Canes, I actually found it very interesting. Todd uh, Graves did a college business project over a chicken finger restaurant, and the professor gave him a horrible grade. The bank said the idea would never work, really shot his idea down. Mm. Uh, but Todd took those words into his own hands and started working 90 hour weeks to raise his own money to start the business. Look at Todd go. I know. He's a working man. Yeah, making moves. He worked lots of hours, and after raising enough money, he was able to start his first restaurant in 1996. Cheers to that, baby. I know. We weren't even around yet. Uh, The opening day for Kane's Chicken Fingers was extremely busy, and they actually had to stay open until 3.30 a.m., Todd said. Now, today, there are over 520 locations open across the U.S., and more to come. More to come. More to come. Canes is on the rise. Rising canes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not raising, rising. Rising, that's right. (laughs) Fingers everywhere. All right. Outside of the bomb fried chicken, I think the deeper story here is very meaningful. Never give up, work hard, and your dreams will come true. You'll be very successful. Now, let's just imagine we're dipping a finger in some sauce. I love that. I will say, as a fellow Columbus Ohioan, I think that's how you'd say Mm -hmm. that, Canes is a really good choice. When do you guys like to enjoy Canes? Where? When. Oh, when? Any time of the day, really. Oh, yeah. Right. I've seen people in line. They don't open till 11. They'll serve you at 10.30 a.m. if they're ready. Right out. Fried chicken, fried chicken, fried chicken. Which (laughs) town are you picking? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Hey, we could work there. That'd be a good job. That should be the people who, like, dressed as in a, like, a chicken suit. <laughs> signs. Flip signs. I could do that. Oh, I can see it now. My brother said that Canes hits different at 3 a.m. after a night of yeah. being out on the town. 
Yeah, it's kind of in our opposite direction, so we tend to venture just home, but yeah, mm. wouldn't be bad. We should try that one time. We'll let you know. We'll try yeah. that. Yeah. All it's right. It's pretty right. exclusive, though, right? Canes? Mm. Oh, yeah, they're pretty. Ohio, Chicago. Yeah. There's they're one in PA. They're on the rise, though, Maddie. They're on the rise. <laughs> Maybe you'll get one in Erie someday. Maybe. Yeah. we can. A girl can dream. Mm-hmm. Don't ever let your professor tell you you're wrong. Never. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> the moral of the story, the kids are always right. Yes. All right, Rhonda, let's hear about your place. Oh, me next? Drum roll, please. So this place isn't really known for their fried chicken, but oh. they offer fried chicken. Um, I chose Wendy's and Dave Thomas. Oh, Ooh. but there's a there's a little spicy zing in the middle about Dave Thomas and what he has to offer fried chicken. So starting a little bit about Dave, he had a rough a rough childhood and never knew his birth mother, so he was in the adoption um, agency, and he lost his adopted mother when he was five, and then by the age of ten, he had lost two stepmoms. So he had a oh rough my. childhood. That is rough. Uh, yeah. He spent a lot of time in the summers with his great, with his grandmother, Minnie, in Maine, Minnie in Maine, and Minnie Maine. he had a really big impact, influence on his life. And then when Dave was a teen, he moved with his father, he found his father and moved with him to Fort Wayne, Indiana, close oh, to where I'm from. Real close. Yep. So there he had several jobs as a young boy. He had a paper route. He was a- <laughs> So did I. Look at that. I was a paper woman. What what an <laughs> what honest work. It was I made like 25 cents a day. It was awful. Shout out to the postal men and women. That's right. They're he vastly underpaid. They are underpaid. He was a golf caddy and he worked at a soda counter in a drugstore. So this is like taking it back. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that was a thing. Soda counter. <laughs> right? Before vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> at 15 years old, he got his first real job at a restaurant in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And um, his family wanted to move from Fort Wayne, but he did not. So he dropped out of school oh to work full time. In 10th grade, he dropped out of school to work Working at man. this restaurant. So he was dedicated. He wanted to stay. Then he um, was recruited to the army and, ser- and served the U.S. Army and served during the Korean War. After war, he returned to Fort Wayne and got in touch with his former boss, Phil Kloss, and they were reconnected. And this is where it gets interesting with fried chicken. All right, let's hear it. So first. Wait, can you say that again? It like broke up. Yeah. Well, his boss, Phil, the owner of first franchises, Kentucky Wild. Wait, did you, sorry. This, the connection just shout out for some reason. So, okay. He owned the first KFCs? Well, his former did oh he, he in touch with his boss when he returned 
war. And then former boss, um, Columbus, Ohio, right here where we are, why Columbus to try save the KFCs in Columbus? Whoa. They weren't like they were in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So sent uh, Dave Thomas to save the day. What year was this? Uh, this was in around 1980. Oh, so we're still a bit before. Yep. So to Columbus and it was Sanders soon became one of Dave's biggest mentors and Dave knew Colonel Sanders pretty well. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then in 1986, Dave sold the franchise back to KFC for $1.5 million. Wow. He was doing well. He really was. He decided he couldn't find a good burger in Columbus. And then opened his own restaurant that we now know as Wendy's. So he named these after his year-old daughter, who was the youngest, his five. Her actual name is Malou. Wait, her name is what? Wendy's real Melinda. How do you get Wendy? Melinda Lou? Well, she couldn't say her L's uh, very well. And something about pronouncing and yeah, they call and Wendy. And from Wenda, oh, from got Wenda got Wendy. Wow. And so we now call Wendy's. And they basically became for their sisters and over a thousand. Real quick. And now in days moving out of the Wendy operation, he continuously worked to promote adoption of children because of his upbringing. That's cool. And founded Dave Tom Foundation Adoption. And so Wendy's always a campaign yearly. Yeah. Yeah. And for Thomas. Yep, it's open foster. That's foster. Cool. Yeah, and because of foundation, more than nine thousand foster children found their forever families. Wow, he is he's a good guy. Wow. Um. So fortunately, passed away in 2002 from liver cancer. So he he lived a great life and did a lot of things. Yeah, I'd he, say. He left a legacy. He really did. And so before passing, though, I found it really interesting. I had a conversation with daughter, Linda Lou, who we know as well. He actually apologized for naming the restaurant her. Of how much it put on her young age. Wow. I thought that was really Yeah. He, yeah. he realized that. And so Andy has gone on to... Uh, and co over 30 of the prizes. Yeah, so involved in the business that's named her. And even though they may own for their sisters, they have a menu and they fried chicken for which yeah. sandwiches. I, I love it. They're my. I don't think I've ever had their nugs, like, not since a while ago. Uh, they're superior than any nuggets I've found. Wow. And so 
they all do this while staying committed to Dave's original goals, which were to stash food at a fair price in a comfortable atmosphere. And you know what describes? It does. Love Wendy. Yeah. Place. Yeah. There you have it, folks. There you have it. Wendy's. Okay. Now for mine. We're kind of losing connection there, so I hope the recording doesn't sound too terrible. All right. So the person slash chicken I chose was Popeyes, because I knew you guys weren't picking that. Personally, no. I've never had Popeyes in my life. Um, I haven't had Popeyes either. They're everywhere. See them, but I've never had them. Yeah, me either. So what's the verdict after you've had some? Oh, I haven't eaten any yet. Oh, so, yeah. No. Okay. It's sitting right next to me, but I haven't eaten anything. Yeah. You're looking forward. Thank you. I also just had Moe's, so I think I'm, I'm pretty stuffed. Stuff. All right. Room. Oh, yeah. So the person I chose was the founder, Alvin C. Copeland. He was born in Narlands. Oh. And he had a pretty rough childhood. It sounds like a lot of these people did. Yeah. Um, his father left right after he was born. And he even lived in the St. Thomas Public Housing Project for a little bit. He didn't finish high school. And his older brother actually owned a small donut chain. Okay, donut like those. Oh yeah. So he sold his car to buy a store in this donut franchise and give himself like exposure to the food industry. Ah. Mm -hmm. So he ended up owning his own fast food chain, which is now called Popeyes. He currently has nine children. Oh my god. Yeah, he needs to get another hobby. He That's was married, right? He was married four times. Whoa. And I'm not going to lie, there were some scandals and some controversy controversies, but nothing on Wikipedia seemed too serious. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> my uh, extended Wikipedia search, you know, is pretty reliable. Him busy, apparently. Yeah. So I think he's still a fairly decent human being. Maybe not the best in this category, but we we were limited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he used his wealth to benefit education programs, including establishing the Alvin C. Copeland Endowed Chair of Franchising at Louisiana State University, fancy, which provided funding for the. Delgado Community College Chef Apprentice Program, and it supported okay. the National Food Service Institute. He became a Narlands icon due to his flamboyant lifestyle, including his enormous powerboat racing teams. I used to be that. <laughs> uh, his extravagant weddings. He had four. Four, yeah, that's yeah. Right. And his annual Christmas light show at his mansion, located in an upscale neighborhood, which apparently pissed people off. And you either oh, loved him or you hated him. Yeah. 
likes make people mad. Yeah, we should. The scourges of Norland. I know. So he became a local celebrity because of this Christmas light decoration thing. And many national media organizations have ranked the display. It was actually on the Today Show, and it ranked it in the top three in the country. So that's pretty neat. So we should go. I think we should make a trip. I'm a mad. Just like having through a Christmas display and some fries. That would sounds like our dream. I know. <laughs> I was like, let's go over Christmas. I'm dead serious. Like dead ass. Let's go. Okay, I'm I'm here for it. A little family trip. A little family road trip to Narlands. All right. Oh, so th- it was it was so much of a display that it like turned into kind of a neighborhood thing, right? So then they actually had the there was sheriffs like there that did like traffic control and like cars would even back up into surrounding subdivisions and his house well his mansion was the main display but surrounding houses also like decorated really well and stuff Um, yeah so he was actually sued by his neighbors in 1983 to remove the display because like it intruded on their privacy and was kind of obnoxious but the judge permitted him to just have a scaled down version of his display (laughs) great yeah so he also made people mad because he had like luxurious and exotic cars in his driveway he even gave free popcorn candy and toys at this display toys yeah free I mean, yeah, we better be going because I don't like free food and toys. In 2008, his display was toned down a little bit because he died, but they do an annual display in his honor. And it's actually in a park now, not like in his house, but still, I think it'd be fun to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And then someone that was, like, went there all the time is, like, growing up, said that once Copland died, he, they said, quote, I realized it was, like, telling a kid that Santa Claus was dead. Oh. Oh. That is all. I mean, really. He did it, too. He was, like, for that time. He really was. He did out to popcorn having that many. Yeah. I'd be sad. Me, too. So he sadly died March 23rd, 2008 from cancer, and he was 64. Sounds about uh, our friend Dave Thomas. I know, right? Yeah. So now into Popeyes. It was opened up in Louisiana in June 12th, 1972, which was my dad's sixth birthday. Alvin was the founder. What? Big Mike like (laughs) You know, I don't know. I'll have to ask Big Mike if he enjoys their chicken. I'm sure it's food. He'll love it. Wrong. Don't. So his goal was to compete with KFC. And it failed miserably. Oh. He went bankrupt a few times and had to rename his restaurant multiple times. It started off as Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits and then Popeye's Famous Fried Chicken and Biscuits. 
and now it's whatever it is now, like Popeye's. Louisiana Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. I right know under. my chicken. You know your chicken. Uh, so in June uh, 29, 2007, uh, Popeye's is the second largest, quote, quick service chicken restaurant group measured by the number of units <laughs> after KFC. It has... <laughs> Honestly. So it has 3,102 restaurants, which are located in more than 40 states and in Washington, D.C. Puerto They're Rico. What? Territories. Mm-hmm. And it's in 30 countries worldwide. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, this franchise isn't named after like Popeye the Sailor. It's actually yeah. named after a fictional detective, Jimmy Popeye Doyle, in the movie The French Connection. Mm, something new. Yeah. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff on Wikipedia about like what they have to offer like food wise and stuff yeah. like they dapple on a lot of things apparently but yeah they began selling a chicken sandwich august of 2019 to compete with chick-fil-a's sandwich and um, they reported a 103 percent increase in traffic in the days following the launch of the sandwich and two weeks after the launch they had completely sold out of all the sandwiches across the country so yeah they seem to be doing pretty decent now that was you can find out for ourselves. So now I'm going to eat my first bite. Mind you, I got this about two hours ago. So it's pretty cold. But we got some ranch and buffalo sauce to dip in. Had a lot of sauce there. Yeah, just, just ranch and buffalo. I'm going to do oh. a little dippy dippy. Mm. Pretty good. Okay. ASMR. Good. ASMR. What's that mean? Mm-hmm. Something about noises. Oh. Is it too loud? No. <laughs> I can hear you <laughs> chewing. Good. Um, so the verdicts, the tenders are? What'd you say? How are the tenders? You said they're like. They're flaky. They've got a good bit of chicken in them, so it's not like all breading, you know, which yeah, I like. Really yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to know that I'm eating meat, not just breading. Yeah. I think I like canes better, but this oh. is good when you're like, it's a consistent thing, like worldwide, it yeah. sounds like. So yeah. no matter where you are, you can always count on Popeyes. That's right. Um, that's a good for them. Yeah. So I think that's pretty good. Now, I always make a weird noise. I don't know why. We have a weird noise bit in the show. So it's just going to be me crunching this time because I don't feel like making a noise. So you, you guys, don't? No, you guys can't. Um, I liked the siren last time, last episode. Shut up. Squirrel, squirrel call. Um, I'm just going to chew. I just got sauce on my keyboard. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. Almost obnoxious chewing I can do. Oh. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. All right. Now we just have our special thanks. My, I said, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know who typed this, but it might have been me. I think it was um, me. It was you? Definitely. Yeah. All right, you can say it. 
can you like be like all right gonna give special thanks all right who's gonna give the special thanks i guess i um, oh just to end the podcast here we'd like to give a special thanks to all the fried chicken makers out there you guys really work hard and do the most um also the chicken raised without those making those you know there wouldn't be no fried chicken and lastly most importantly we'd like to thank our parents for making us cousins and friends (laughs) there you have it folks all right anything any final comments i don't think so wait we have to do our like our rankings Rhonda and i have popeyes but order between the three how would you rank them I haven't had Wendy's in years. I'd say Cane's is one, right? I think that's... I I choose Cane, yeah. And then... Hmm. Like, I like Wendy's nuggets, but I... So I can't make that comparison. I also... I'll buy it. So I guess... I'm going to say, if you're going for a nug, go to Wendy's. If you're going for a Tendi, go to Popeye's. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this was a great podcast. It was a pleasure. Thanks for being on. What'd you say? It was long. Oh, yeah. All right. So go out. Yeah. Go out there and be the best human you can be. That's right. Catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. Bye.